Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 13th Man Sports Live Show. I hope you're all staying safe and enjoying your weather wherever you are. Frankie, how's it going? Um, you say enjoying the weather, Shane. I walked out this, outside this morning and nearly froze my ass off. So, <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. As, I a, big, as a big oh, guy dude. who hates the winter or hates the summer, I absolutely loved it. I, I did too, but like I don't know. It was, it was a little bit too cold for me for the summer. You know, like I want it perfect, and today was not perfect. Yeah, that, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's either going to be too hot or too cold. But, hey, it's better than minus 40-degree weather. No, uh, I disagree. I'd rather minus 40, but whatever. Well, I'm you're, you're just crazy at that point. <laughs> but, you know, let, let's get into it. We have a, a packed episode today um, with a lot going on in, in the sports world. So, you know, Frankie, you're the one who set this up, so I'm going to let you introduce who our first guest is on today's yeah. episode. So uh, I'm actually not looking at our uh, little window here, so I don't know what's happening behind the scenes here, but uh, we've brought Eddie Benhin, uh, co-founder of 613 Sports, on with us. And if you don't know anything about Eddie or 613 Sports and you live in the Ottawa area, you should. Uh, they are... Absolutely fantastic, covering all the local teams, all that fun stuff. Uh, Shane and I were both a part of that for quite some time. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on with us today, Eddie. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you guys again. Yeah, it's it's been too long since it's I've seen a, you. A long time, for sure. Yeah, but uh, let me tell you, man, I, I tweeted out last weekend, uh, I believe it was, that you and AJ Jackie Bay are the only two dudes in Ottawa that – are the reason why I know anything about what's happening with the Canadians men national team. So that's why we wanted to bring you on. Um, so first things first, they're out of the, I guess, second round of qualifying is right. Yeah. So they have advanced to the final round of world cup qualifying. It's the first time we're in the final round since like 1997. So, I mean, I wasn't alive last time that happened. So it's pretty big for Canada soccer for sure. So going into this, what were your expectations? And did you even think this would be a possibility? Honestly, I, I actually had a good feeling. Well, honestly, COVID played a big part because initially it's only the top six teams that make it into this like final round of qualifying. It's called like the hexagonal. But because of COVID, it got bumped up to two more teams. So now we call it the Ocho. So that's kind of what gave Canada that you know last chance to get in. That's how we got in through the last you know qualifying. So we're actually one of the last days two teams to make it in but uh once they changed that format i knew we probably would make it here our roster is so much in depth and we have a lot of stars now playing in europe and i think we have a good chance to qualify world cup i don't know if we're gonna do it but i think we're gonna uh, make a real push for it this year now for the people that are also me that don't know <laughs> that much about what's going on with this hexagonal i didn't even know that was actually what it was called until yeah now it's called the ocho again yeah so how exactly does that work, and mm -hmm. what do you think Canada's chances of actually getting through realistically are? So starting from September and running towards to March, I think, in every international break. Uh, so in total, Canada's going to play 14 matches, and basically how it works, the top mm -hmm. three teams in the Ocho are going to automatically qualify for the 2022 Qatar World Cup, and the fourth-place team is going to be playing a playoff match against a team from another confederation, like from Asia or Africa. I don't think it's been decided yet. But Canada, we're going to be playing against Mexico, USA, Panama, Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Jamaica. I think almost all of these teams have been in the World Cup before. So it's tough, but it was any Canadian team since I've been alive to do it. I think this is the team to do it. Just the amount of stars we have. I think we're going to surprise people. It's just 14 games. Anything can happen, a home and away. Um, I rate Canada's chances pretty high. I don't know. If we're going to make, you know, for second, but I think third place or fourth place is very doable for Canada. And it's the top four that qualify? Out of so it? top three automatically qualify. The fourth place will play in a playoff match. Okay. So. Outside of uh, Jonathan David and, oh my God, don't let me forget his name. Oh, that's not good. Help me. I have no idea. I uh, is just... Alfonso Davies, thank you. There we go. What's, what's the... Because... Uh, Everybody in Canada basically knows who those guys are at this yeah. point. Who else on the team should the average fan be looking at uh, to put Team Canada over the hump? 
Kyle Lahren, he just won the league in Turkey with Besiktas. He, he's actually what he scored both goals to make us go through this final round against Haiti. Uh, he's a top player. He's a clinical finisher. Um, he should be scoring a lot of goals. You look in the midfield, we have a lot of MLS players. You know, you have Sam Piet, you have Estacchio. Uh, uh, um, it's a lo- there's a lot of players there who European teams are now looking towards. But it's honestly a group effort. Like, we can't lie. It's, the stars are carrying us. Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, uh, Kyle Laren, their contributions are helping us. But it, it the rest of the team is very solid. And I think when you work together with John Herdman, who coached the women's team, and we know how successful the women have been, I yeah. think it's a group effort. But all those three stars are really headlining it. Yeah. And how, how important do you think having – the stars like, uh, you know, Jonathan David mm-hmm. and uh, Alfonso Davies is to a team like Team Canada? I mean, you need stars to put you over the top in any sport, right? You you look at hockey. If your team doesn't have stars, may, you might go far, but you're missing something to get you over the top, right? You need those difference makers where just one snap of a second and something's created out of nothing. And that's what Davies and David and Laren contribute. And I think what we were missing before in Canada, we were missing that kind of superstar power i mean we have jonathan david who's arguably one of the best defenders left back in the whole world jonathan david from ottawa who played for gloucester hornets and dragons you know his value is skyrocketing and you have someone who's playing in turkey which is a very hard league and won it so those kind of players push you over the top when times are rough when you need to scrape a goal out of nowhere those are the players you count on and i expect them to contribute in these 14 matches and I mean, when you also need to find a goal, it doesn't help when the or it does help when the Haitian keeper puts one in his own net as well. <laughs> uh, what I, I want to ask you quickly about that goal. What? Yeah. What? I, I'm assuming you were watching that game live, uh, knowing yeah. how big of a, a soccer fan you are. Uh, what were your thoughts when that happened? Honestly, I immediately felt bad because I just know, like, it's it's just it's a tough place to be in. I, I saw what he did. He mis mis kicked it, and I just know. It, it was going to be memes everywhere. But I will say, though, that a lot of mainstream media wasn't saying, because they were saying that that goal made us win. But we were already leading on aggregate, one nothing, So that goal didn't really have an effect. But obviously, mentally, it didn't help. I'm going to take it for Canada, but I do really feel bad for that keeper, who, by the way, was born in Montreal. So Yeah. And that, that game ended 3 nothing as well, right? Exactly. So it, it really yeah. didn't have any part to play. I mean, obviously, yeah. it did demoralize Haiti a little bit, but Realistically, I think Canada was going to take that anyways. Yeah. Um, in terms of this World Cup, uh, I don't think really anybody thought that this would be a, a possibility, right? Like everybody kind of knows that this Team Canada is gearing up for 2026 when they're set mm-hmm. to, to co-host. How surprised are you that they are in the position that they're in right now? I'm super surprised. I mean, before COVID hit, it wasn't looking bright for Canada to even make it to the final stage, which wasn't anything new since we haven't made it since 1997. But because of COVID, they opened two more places, and all of a sudden, we had a direct path towards it. So we're beyond expectations now. Now it's just how far can we go, all right? We're not supposed to make the World Cup. So if we don't, no big deal. But we are prepping for 2026. But now that we have this opportunity, which doesn't come often, clearly, we, we need to make the most of it and – we should be competing at least for that fourth spot minimum. Yeah. How big is it going forward? Like, especially for, for the younger guys, because mm-hmm. the, the team is pretty young. How big is it to have the experience going into this round where even if you don't win, it's not the end of the world where, you know, you need to win in 2026. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is huge for them. I mean, they're all young. Uh, by the time 2026 comes, they're going to be a lot older and more in their prime, but this is a young experience for a lot of these players and pressure is not really on their shoulders. So they get to go and play against top teams in CONCACAF. I mean, all these teams I listed are really, really good teams. They're the best. And it's your chance to test them. I mean, last time we played America, we won two, nothing in BMO field. First time it happened in years. And the scenes were crazy. So these players, the more they get experience, you pair that up with what they're doing in domestic leagues and Canada's confidence going into 2026 is going to be, at a really all-time high. But right now, no pressure's on. Let's see if we can make it. Shane, do you have anything before I continue to just go off? No, I mean, 
soccer hasn't been one sport that I've really kind of dived into just because it seems like every other year there's a new league popping up. Um, but I do have one question. What's your take on the whole one soccer uh, thing? You know, as a casual fan, one soccer kind of looks like a deterrent because, you know, paying to watch a game every once in a while doesn't seem beneficial. But, you know, as a hardcore fan, you know, it, it must be one of like the better things they've they've come up with. Yeah, it's a very tricky situation because the reason one soccer appeared was because the TSNs and the Sportsnet just weren't covering the games. Because, I mean, before TSN Sportsnet had the rights, but they didn't show any games. No one even knew about them. Yeah. And it was actually worse because no one could watch anything. So at least now there's a place for Canada for all your soccer. So they have also the Canadian Premier League. They have the Canada games in both men and women, the Gold Cup. They also show the French League with Jonathan David. So, yes, for casual fans, it isn't good. But we need someone to step up to get the rights. That's the problem. No one wanted to do it except one soccer. I don't know why CBC isn't doing it. I don't care about your little house in the prairie show. Show my <laughs> soccer game, please. But they don't want to do it. TSN doesn't want to do it. Sportsman doesn't want to do it. So we're left with one soccer, which casual fans, I agree, it's horrible. I, there's, like, there's no other way to put it. It's not a good way to grow the game. But right now it's the only option. Because if it wasn't for one soccer, no one's going to cover this at all. And I think this is an opportunity as well where maybe now TSN, CBC see that this is, you know, if Canada can get to this level consistently, they might have to go in and get it. Because I kind of expect, you know, when when our hockey teams go to big tournaments, you know, we care. When yeah. our baseball team goes to the World Baseball Classic, all of a sudden everybody's baseball fans. Exactly. Uh, when our women's national team is competing on, in the World Cup, people care. So mm -hmm. I kind of expect to see packed houses at BMO Field if we can have packed houses for these games. So I think this might be the kind of turning point where TSN go, you know, have that aha moment where they're mm -hmm. like, okay, we need to go outbid one soccer. Oh yeah. It's already starting. I mean, once we've like, when we qualify for this final round, all of a sudden the media is all talking about it everywhere. Yeah. Like TSN's posting graphics, sports is posting graphics and I read the comment section and a lot of people know what's going on. So it's not like people are left in the dark. Like they know what's going on. Is literally just the media refuses to talk about it. They don't want to, uh, which needs to change. And I think it will as Canada continues to have success. Canada is playing in the Gold Cup and starting in July, which is going to be a one soccer, unfortunately, for your casual fans. But if Canada goes far in that tournament, that's going to be a lot of hype leading into September. Right now, like you said, TSN Sport, and they got to start thinking, okay, well, what are we going to do now? Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, too, but Atletico, I believe has a deal where if you buy season tickets, you also get one soccer. And yes. do you still get the jersey when you do that? So for Atletico Ottawa, if you buy season tickets, you will get free one soccer subscription. For the jersey, you're going to get a discount price. I think okay. it's like 30% off what I yeah. what I paid. So pretty good yeah, deal. I mean, are the jerseys made super small? Yes. So <laughs> I am a large, and I had to go two sizes up. So I'm a Double X. Screw that. that it's because it's made in like in Europe. So it's really bad. Like this double XL when I'm really large. So yeah, yeah. no, screw that. No, Shane, we'll have a couple of eight XLs. Yeah, like <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's that. it's rough. But there's other merchandise. You can get scarves, you can get masks, different ways to show your support for yeah. the team. I mean, I've been talking about getting Atletico tickets for quite a while. So Unless you have anything else about the Canadian national national team, Shane, we will kind of pivot to the CPL, I guess. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> so CPL, uh, kind of the first thing I want to know, because much like the men's national team, it's almost, I find it's a, if you want information, you have to go looking for it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and not everybody does. So in terms of, um, who you're expecting to be good this year, who you're, you know, not expecting mm -hmm. to be good. Uh, wh how do you think things shake down? So, yeah, so the CPL is two years old. This will be the third season. And Forge FC, which is located in Hamilton, has won the CPL title both times. So we only had one winner. But this offseason Cavalry, which is in Calgary, has reloaded. They've signed some big players. They actually stole a player from Forge. So Cavalry will be making a big push. Valor, which is in Winnipeg, has been rebuilding a little bit, so they can be a little dark horse. Halifax, 
uh, I think they're going to decrease a little bit. The Island Games was a kind of – wasn't a true tale because Island Games was only a limited amount of games played. Yeah. The first season, Halifax came dead last. So I think they're going to be around middle of the pack. Edmonton <laughs> – Edmonton, no, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> they never do. They came dead last in the tournament. We were the arrival of Ottawa because of the Ottawa Fury NASL days, but they're not. They're not good. Rest they don't worry Ottawa me. Fury. Yeah, Biletico Ottawa. This team is looking very, very scary. Our depth up front, the players we have signed, um, one of the best attacking depth in the whole league. I mean, the amount of different players we can use. It's kind of a nightmare to try to pick a formation, but. That's what the coach should do. So Atletico Ottawa, I see them, you know, pushing for top three. And, and I think right now they're talking about whether to make playoffs, the top three teams or the top four teams. So I think Ottawa will be in the playoffs by the end of the season. How much do you think Ottawa having really good players comes down to the fact that people want to sign with a team that has the Atletico name tag with it? Oh, 100%. A lot of it is. I mean, they just spent a month in Spain training while everyone else here was sitting in quarantine on their butts, right? So you got, imagine going to Atletico Madrid training with the facilities, all the doctors, the meals, you know, the, the massages, everything. Like, that's what you want as a soccer player, right? And that's a big thing. You're playing with smart coaches. You're bonding as a team. And we already have some academy players coming into the roster. So you're playing with absolute great players. They played some friendlies against Spanish teams there. So it's a great experience as a professional soccer player from Canada. And it's for sure a big selling point for this team. Do you think it's option number one for – not everybody, of course, because some people are going to go different routes. But, you know, would would guys take the Atletico name tag over potentially an increased role somewhere else? I think they will. I mean, because you never know who's watching, right? You start playing well in Atletico Ottawa, and guess what, man? The big, the big dads, Atletico Madrid, are looking at you and say, hey, maybe we can bring you to Europe for, you know, one of the B teams or C teams, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, it is better than the best league in Canada. It's just how it is. But I think players are slowly going to start choosing this just to see how it is the experience, right? It's the experience of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, you, obviously, Ottawa guy, Atletico fan. Who do we hate? Who do we hate? Yeah. See, that's, that's hard. So we have Edmonton, obviously, from the Fury days. Uh, so we got to hate them as rivals. Me, personally, uh, the last year of the Fury, when Halifax came to Ottawa to play, there's a lot of beef there. It was basically us versus the whole league. So Halifax, there is some beef. But again, it, it, this is our second season only. We actually haven't even seen them play at home once. So honestly, I just let rivalries come naturally. But if you want like someone to hate, Edmonton is the easy yeah. answer. And I do remember that uh, that Halifax day. That was the yes. only day I've ever sat in the supporter section. It might be the only day I ever do it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean... Other than maybe the Toronto FC day where they almost burned the stadium down. Yeah, that was uh, also another interesting day. But about the supporters section, it is going back to section W. So it's going to be back on the south side and it's going to be revitalized. It's going to be huge this year. Well, obviously not this year with COVID, but it's whatever you saw with the Fury, it's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be completely new. It's going to be a great atmosphere. So if you can, head down to some games for sure. In terms of what the CPL and especially soccer in Ottawa be, can become, you know, we've seen the red blacks kind of capture the hearts of people. Uh, they had that, I think 18 to 20 mm -hmm. game sellout streak. Uh, the fury weren't exactly able to do that. How do you expect not necessarily just attendance figures, because I think, you know, obviously COVID's going to play a role mm -hmm. in that, but if we were to have full stadiums this year and, you know, COVID didn't exist, how do you think it would look compared to the fury? I think it's, it's going to be a sellout every day, like every game. I think the South Side Lower Bowl is going to be completely sold out. The hype around this team is something I've never seen before. People who just, you know, didn't care about the Fury are now tuning in. I don't blame them. It's Atletico Ottawa, right, owned by Atletico Madrid. That is a key factor. It's going to draw a lot of casual fans in. Um, but it's a process, right? It's, the team founded was founded in the worst time ever. And yeah. even now we can't have a full capacity stadium. So it's going to take a time. But I think it's going to catch on really fast and people are going to start paying attention to this team in the city. And I already see it happening. Has I mean, I haven't paid super, super close attention to the CPL so far, but have you seen the interest in the league grow as a whole, especially as they're adding franchises like Atletico? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just recently added Saskatchewan, which will be coming, I think, in 2023. 
in Saskatoon, I think. Uh, so it's growing. A lot of clubs around Canada now, now want in because, hey, like it's the top flight in Canada. And it's just – it's a process, right? I mean, the first year was good for CPL. It grew a lot. Second year was a, a bubble tournament. And this third year, it's half bubble, half in leagues, half like normal. So it's going to take a while. But slowly, the, the league is growing, especially as Canada soccer and the men's team – starts being like more successful a lot more casuals are going to start tuning in to see what is canada doing domestically obviously we know about toronto FC, montreal vancouver but other than that you know there's cities around hamilton hamilton fans even though we hate them you know they support the team they come out to support the team same with saskatchewan so same with halifax halifax is selling out their games over and over so all these cities that don't really have big professional teams they're going to start getting teams and it's going to keep growing the league and I'm sorry, can uh, soccer is the fastest growing sport in Canada. Um, I don't blame you. Look at look at all the immigrants coming in, raising their kids. You know, soccer yeah. is what they love. So it's great to have finally a league where you know you go from university and that's usually where your career ends, but now you have a chance, like, hey, I can play professional in my own country, right? There's no a jump from university to professional, something I didn't have growing up. Growing up was all right, when I'm done competitive soccer, I can go to university, but after that it's over. But now kids are growing up like, hey, we go to university, we get scouted, we can play for a Canadian Premier League team. So that's going to keep growing the league. Yeah. I kind of want to wrap both topics that we've talked about into kind of the same little thing here. Yeah. Um, How much do you think having your own local league uh, can help develop the Canadian soccer program? Oh, it's going to hugely impact it because now – all the clubs in Ottawa are directly affiliated with Let It Go Ottawa, right? So they're going to keep getting all the support and special training. And there's a direct path now. Like I said, everyone has it. When you're growing up, you play competitive. Your target now, instead of like, hey, like I got to somehow make it into the MLS or somehow like take a wild shot at Europe. Now it's like, hey, it's something here I can reach. Once I do well in university, I can reach this. I've seen people around me do it. And it's going to keep motivating players to stay in soccer and to keep working on it, which is going to keep growing talent like Jonathan David. Jonathan David started with Gloucester Dragons. For those who don't know that, that's recreational soccer in Ottawa. Then he moved up to Gloucester Hornets, and now he's playing in France. He just won the league ahead of PSG. He's scoring against PSG Marseille, like huge soccer clubs, all from Ottawa. And now kids watching that, they're going to believe they can do that too. So it's going to be huge for developing these kids. And, I mean, obviously to go hand-in-hand with that, once you start developing – the talent, then the big transfer budgets come in. Exactly. And as I mean, I'm not a diehard soccer fan. I don't exactly know how, you know, I mean, I know that large sums of money for a player means that you can put more money into the younger players. And then, then things start to get moving a little bit and then you can start to develop more and more talent. Exactly. Yeah. I forgot the player name, but after the first season at CPL, one of the players, I think the top player in the CPL was sold to a Belgian side. And that team got a lot of money. It's the record transfer. So right now, the Canadian Premier League, if we can keep developing players and selling them off, it's going to keep getting attention and going to keep growing this league. So I th- I'm very happy about this league. I, I think it's going to stay. And uh, Let It Go Ottawa is here to stay, and they're going to be the newest uh, big team in Ottawa for sure. I mean, do you think it's going to be a little bit of a hard sell to convince t- uh, you know, f- soccer fans to maybe casual soccer fans to want to go to a CPL game rather than a Toronto FC or a, a Vancouver Whitecaps game? No, because you have three teams. You have either Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto. Let's say you live in Ottawa or Halifax, Hamilton, right? Yes, you can cheer for that city, but they're not really your city, right? Like, I cheer for Toronto FC when we won the MLS, but they're not my city. I don't feel that, like, connection, right? Ottawa, that's your home city. That's what you're repping, right? Or other places in Winnipeg, right? Soccer fans there who, if you're in Winnipeg, what, you're going to cheer for Vancouver, right? Like a couple of provinces down? No. So when you have a team in your city, you're going to want to watch it. And when you're playing against other Canadian teams, Canadians, we love playing against each other, right? So it's honestly everything you need to grow a league. Yeah. And uh, do they still play against each other in, uh, in CONCACAF, is it? Yeah, so the uh, Canadian Championship, where obviously Canadian teams can play against MLS teams, that is kind of iffy now, thanks to COVID. I'm not, we still need to play the final from like last season, Forge <laughs> versus TFC. That that hasn't been played yet, so I don't know what's going to happen 
But yeah, I hope it's going to incorporate the League One team. So Ontario, there's League One, like the OSUs they play. I I hope it's going to start there and then keep growing up to professionals like they do in England, right? In England, it goes down to like the lowest division possible. They keep playing and then eventually gets the professional level. Don't they let Sunday league teams play in that? Yeah, some some of they do. So it's like, I hope we have that here in Canada. That'll be pretty, pretty cool to see, right? Like, you know, one day Atletico Auto versus OSU, right? For the right yeah. to play TFC, but and it's gonna take a even while, even though impossible. No, it's never gonna happen. But could you imagine a Sunday league team getting on the field against, you know, right? Anybody that's right. a professional? Well, that, that's that's the beauty of soccer, right? Anything can happen. It's just one game. Yeah. So, but I'm looking forward to seeing TFC and Vancouver, Montreal at TD Place. Hopefully, they don't burn the stadium this time. <laughs> well, or hopefully we don't get accused of shooting. Uh, I can't remember what they accused. They accused us of shooting like uh bear yeah. repellent at them or yeah. something. Uh, that was the most ridiculous. I mean, they're banned from any stadium now, so yeah. on them. clowns. Yeah. So before we let you go, uh, Euros are still going on. Yes, sir. Uh, and I believe uh, groups uh, group play wraps up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think is going all the way? Well, my heart wants to cheer for Slovakia, but <laughs> Belgium is looking extremely scary. France. Not impressing enough for me. Same with Portugal and Germany. Uh, those were supposed to be the favorites. England, I don't even want to talk about England. They're frauds. Their manager <laughs> is a gym coach. He, he's not – I'm telling you, Shane, to stand there and manage that team, it'll be the exact same result. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. There's no tactics involved. But Belgium, they're scary. I don't know what Lukaku has been doing. Maybe it's a training with Thierry Henry, but he is a goal-scoring machine now, and they just decimated that group, and I see them winning the whole thing. Look, uh, Chris Milo has just joined us, and I'm also Italian. So just say Italy. Italy's going to make the final. <laughs> you know, I forgot about Italy, Italy, Belgium final somehow, or they're going to meet each other. But yeah, it's either Belgium or Italy. Italy, I will say though, they did have an easy group, but congratulations to them. They're the first team to ever win both three games without letting a goal in. But I want to see them against a little bit tougher uh, competition first. Hey, Eddie, Italy's just going to win. I haven't really watched much of this tournament, but uh, I just know, being Italian, that we're going to win. Yeah, yeah, okay. For sure. <laughs> if you, if you Our, say, I'll buy you pizza if you guys win. <laughs> hey, I mean, it better be uh, it better be an Italian pizza. It'll be, it'll be Italian pizza. No okay, <laughs> excellent. All right, thank you very much, Eddie. Thank it was guys. absolutely phenomenal to get someone on here that knows a little bit about soccer uh, because Shane and I most certainly don't. <laughs> one day, one day. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be see at one of the games. Yeah, for sure. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, well, that was fun. I mean, as someone who's been, like, a casual soccer fan my entire life, being able to sit down and, have, like, talk to someone who's so inverse in the soccer community, yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we will switch gears very, very quickly here. We've kind of double-stacked our, uh, our guests tonight. So we will add Chris Milo in. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you doing, boys? We're all right. We're uh, hanging in there. Can't complain too much. Can you hear me good? Uh, yep, I don't have uh, headphones or whatnot. Yep, we're all good. Beauty. All right, so let's start things off. Uh, you are decked out in Habs gear right now. Uh, how yes, are you sir. feeling tonight? I feel good. Yeah? I feel good. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's game five. How can you not feel good, right? We're uh, we're back in Vegas. Time to have, have a bit of fun. You feeling confident about uh, how the game's going to go tonight, or are you kind of? I am. I said I said they'd win in six. So hopefully, okay. uh, hopefully, I'm accurate here. Look, I'm on I'm on board of if they win tonight, they win the series. I'm not necessarily on I, board uh, of Vegas. I, I agree. No, I agree. I I uh, I think that. I think that if Montreal wins this, they'll they'll close out on Thursday. If Vegas wins, I think Montreal will also win at home, and we'll decide it in seven on Saturday. So I guess we'll see what happens. But you know, the boys are playing well, and um, you know, I don't think they're too down. It, it doesn't seem as uh, you know what the result they had the other night. So yeah, I mean, how can you not feel confident? Your team is your team is only two games away from the final, right? So it's uh, it's pretty exciting times in Montreal. Yeah. And I mean, they've they've looked really good for the most part. I mean, I don't think they deserve to lose uh, Game Four. If you know, maybe Chris Lee would have you know given us a couple of calls. Uh, they may yeah. have done a little bit more damage. But- yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it is what it is, obviously. But it, it, it's uh, you know, if you're going to call it, call it both ways, right? And 
you know, it's just been atrocious, uh, you know, not not only against us, even, you know, things that we've done to Vegas or in other series has just been, you know, throughout the playoffs, it seems. Um, you know, the other night, I guess, Barzal, I think, was it last night that he uh, he got a, a five in a game? So, and I think he got fined 5,000. So, I mean, you know, hopefully that kind of translates into tonight. And I'm, I'm kind of – I kind of have a feeling we're going to see uh, – we're going to see quite a few power plays um, going the Habs way tonight. Yeah, I, I hope so, being a Habs fan. Um, but, I mean, you played professional football, not professional hockey, but uh, you also come from a league that is notorious amongst fans for having terrible officiating. Uh, <laughs> what, from your perspective, I, I, won't, what, I, I, won't, I won't go into there. I, you know, I love our officials in the CFL. They were great guys, guys that yeah. I uh, – had a chance to kind of grow up with um, in the sense, cause they, a lot of them came through the university ranks and uh, move, move their way up or whether it was in the CJFL when I played junior. So, um, no, I, I think they do, they do a great job and, you know, I, but I, what, what I would like to see is a lot more uh, younger folks kind of uh, embarking in that career path, I guess, if you will. Um, and it just, it would just bring, I think uh, another perspective to, you know, sports in general, but especially professional sports. I think they, I think pro sports can use that, that younger, younger vibe and maybe a newer mentality as well. And I know firsthand that it's exceptionally difficult, but when there is a missed call, something that's pretty obvious, what does that do to a team, a sideline, a bench, whatever it may be? Well, I mean, uh, I guess it just really depends what kind of team you have. Um, I've, I guess I've been a part of uh, some that would crumble and some that were successful through it. So it really depends. Um, it really depends how your season's going, how, how your locker room is, how tight knit the boys are. And that's where I kind of mentioned where I don't think the, the Habs were all too phased uh, as far as what I, what I heard from them today in their, in their press conferences, it was kind of just business as usual, even last night or excuse me, two nights ago when, uh, when coach Richardson was, was speaking, it was just kind of like, Hey, you know, we're, we're cool. We're good here. It's, we're just, you know, we're on kind of on to game five, like, like Belichick would say. So, um, you know, it's, there's things you can control. There's things you can't, they've been saying it all series and pretty much all play, all playoffs. So, you know, uh, whether it's hockey, football, baseball, you name it. Um, you know, there's, there's things you can control. There's things you can't. So it's, uh, I think that if you worry about those things that you can control, things are going to go your way more often than not. Yeah. Um, just to kind of continue on the hockey to football trend. Um, from, I played goalie when I was growing up and from talking to guys like Lewis Ward, uh, the kicking and goaltending headspace are pretty similar. Uh, how impressed with you are you with, Carey Price basically throughout his entire career just keeping his headspace. Yeah, uh, Carey is uh, is the cream of the cream, and uh, he's he's been proving that the last uh, uh, throughout the playoffs and uh, through the last fourteen years that he's been a member of this organization, and even even prior to that, I mean, he's he's won at every level, uh, whether it's juniors, whether it's World Juniors, whether it's AHL, uh, Olympics, you name it, he's he's done it, and the only thing that's missing is. Hopefully, only six games away, and um, you know, hopefully, have the chance to do that. And you know, I, I had a chance to uh, to speak about kind of what was going on with him uh, in early, uh, I guess, end of February, beginning of March. I had a chance to speak on RDS uh, regarding his situation, and it just kind of looked like he just needed a break, just kind of needed a, some time away. He just didn't seem like he was in a good mental space, and. Obviously, I'm not with them every day, and I just kind of see and read, you know, what everybody else uh, sees and reads. But I guess just having maybe been in that situation, you know, and been in his shoes, I can kind of relate to it a bit more, and I can see the signs that would kind of lead to that, you know, I guess process of saying, hey, I, I, need, I need some time away. I need, you know, kind of maybe what, what Jonathan Drouin is doing right now. And, uh, you know, it's good that he that he did – get that time and what I said was he's going to come back and it's, he's going to be the best of the best and that's what's happening so I'm kind of happy that that kind of that prediction kind of came true so hopefully he keeps it up and I don't want to jinx nothing but when he let in that goal the other night uh, the, the tying goal I, uh, I texted my buddy uh, my buddy Matt we kind of uh, we text throughout the games and we're just kind of going off on, you know, on the refs or whatnot, or just trying to support the Habs as best we can. And 
Um, and as soon as that goal went in, I said, Matt, I said, here's my bull prediction for the rest of the series. I said, price goes back to back shutouts and they close it out. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I, I could see it. Uh, Kerry is that kind of guy. He has the yeah. absolute ability to make a difference in the series and he's done it twice. So yeah, yeah he, he has. And, uh, you can just see it like, you know, just when, when the playoffs first started, it was kind of, you know, he let in that goal in practice and he just went, he just went nuts. And I just said, okay, well he's back. And, uh, you know, that's the type of goal that would give that type of reaction, but he's professional enough and calm enough to do it behind the scenes. And, but we all know what he was thinking at that point. Um, Mark Andre Fleury made the gaffe of the century, uh, game three, and the Habs, of course, end up winning that game. Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't know an exact scenario that you've been in where you may have missed, you know, a game tying field goal or a game winning field goal, that kind of stuff. Yep. How difficult is it to rebound from that kind of stuff if you were to be back in the net tonight? I mean, you know, Mark Andre has been through it all. I think, uh, you know, he's, uh, He's one of the best and he'll, he'll go down as one of the best ever. So I think that he's, uh, he's uh, mentally strong enough to get through it. It is what it is. He moved on, you know, um, things, things like that happened to him, uh, I guess, in the world junior game in the final, he moved on, he's got three cup rings, you know, he's uh, like I said, he's one of the best. And um, you know, I, I, if he plays tonight, which it looks like he is, um, uh, I'm counting on him to, uh, I guess, to have a really solid game and, and to uh, prove his daughter's wrong. That's the type of person that he is. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game tonight, but again, I could be wrong. Um, but I guess, you know, I I'm expecting a big uh, a big goalie battle tonight for sure. Shane, you got anything hockey-related before we hop into some football? Yeah, I mean, I, okay, so maybe maybe it's different as, like, as someone who grew up a sense fan but also just loved watching hockey. Is there... As and as someone who's been a you know played professional sports and being a fan watching this, is there any one that you want to see win a cup that isn't in Montreal? Um, you're you're saying that like basically how how badly do we want to see a cup in Montreal or is... no? Like how many like is there anyone on on the other three teams that you want to see win a cup? Like is there any been a time where you oh as, like far as, the, as far as the last uh, the last four you're saying okay so, yeah like if you uh, ever other, watched... other than Montreal. Yeah. Um, you know what? To be honest, I, I'd like to see the Islanders kind of uh, kind of pull it off if they can. Um, I got JG Pajot. That's uh, that's a bud, and um, you know, I'm trying to support him as much as he as much as I can. And uh, you know, he's uh, he's Mister Playoffs, and he's uh, proving that again uh, this year. So, if there's uh, one other team that I'd like to see win it, uh, it, it it'll be them. Um, Tampa won it last year. Vegas is only like four years old, so they're still a baby. So I'm just kind of. Uh, you know, the, the, the two older teams, I think, need a, need a crack at it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've never hated the Vegas Golden Knights, but this series has made me realize that I absolutely hate the Vegas Golden Knights. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been interesting. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll have another, uh, hopefully just two more, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure you've told this story a million times by now, but – I believe that you hold, or you you hold, you're tied for the record for the longest punt in professional football, and I believe it was what 108 yards. 108, yeah. 108. I asked them to give me another extra half yard or something, but they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Run us through uh, that punt, how that happened, how you felt after that happened. Well, I kind of felt bad to be honest, uh, because I didn't want to do that, and uh, <laughs> coach kind of. Uh, coach gave me a look afterwards and I said, well, you know, it is what it is. And I, you know, I, I did what you asked me to, it just kept rolling forever. So just not, I couldn't control that part, but um, yeah, while well, we were on the left hash, uh, we had a, a good, a good crosswind kind of behind and uh, at good old mosaic and um, uh, coach just said, well, listen, we're going to go across the field here and take advantage of the wind and, and just see if you can put it over his head. And I said, okay, well, no problem. I'll, I'll do my best. And, Sure enough, it, it went like, I think like 10, 15 yards over his head and, you know, just kept rolling to Manitoba at that point. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it was, uh, I guess, a I didn't know at that point that it was a record or I tied a record or, um, or anything like that. We had one of our PR, uh, um, PR people kind of came up to me and said, Hey, you just, 
tied a record from like 1974 or something. And I said, really, you know, like I had no, absolutely no clue, but that's kind of cool to have your name uh, etched in there, I guess for a little while. One of the things that I remember from your time with the Red Blacks pretty well is every time we went to a, a trip in Montreal and all the fans would come, did you ever hear the the money Milo chants that would ring out every single time you took the field? <laughs> yeah, those are uh, I, I did hear those, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, the, the the support that I've had from from fans along the way has been has been tremendous, and uh, you know, uh, a huge thank you to everyone who who has supported me uh, throughout. And I uh, know I definitely you definitely hear those uh, a lot more than you hear the booze. I tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I also I also want to talk a little bit on the Red Blacks topic a little bit more. Um, some fantastic kickers have come through the the doors there, uh, yourself included. Brett Maher was there for a little while. Of course, now Lewis Ward with, I think, the funniest and the most impressive football streak uh, of 69 consecutive field goals. And, you know, Richie Leone is no slouch himself. Um, do you ever, like, just kind of think about – you know, how good that they have been at recruiting kickers and, you know, you being one of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes it just, you know, it just kind of falls in your lap, uh, I guess, in the sense we're in the Lewis uh, situation. So they, uh, you know, he had a great career, university career and he's an Ottawa boy and, you know, he, uh, he had a chance to, uh, to demonstrate what he could do. And, you know, he's, uh, he's proven himself to be one of the best in the league. And with that record, uh, I don't think anyone's going to touch that. So, um, that's, uh, that's something that he, he can be extremely proud of. And, um, you know, I'm expecting him to have another great season, uh, this year. And actually we were in touch, uh, I guess it was just a few weeks back, actually, just kind of, uh, wondering if they were actually going to have a, have a season or not. So, uh, you know, we're, we're happy that that's been approved and, um, you know, how, you know, I guess only a few weeks away now we'll get to see the boys back on the field and, and get going. So, uh, but no, definitely um, no slouch kickers have been through there and uh, we're, we're, we're proud of that. And, um, you know, I'm happy that that, I guess, can uh, uh, progress through me and uh, who knows, maybe someone will, will come through and be even better than Lewis is, which uh, I have a hard time seeing, but I guess we'll yeah. see. Adam Vinatieri is prime could walk through there and I'm not sure the Red Blacks would cut Lewis. Yeah, well, uh, the way he's kicking, I, I wouldn't either. So, uh, um, no, very, very impressive, and he's a great kid. So it's uh, it's nice to to see great things happen to uh, to great people. Yeah. You yourself, veteran of the CFL kicking game, in I mean, it's a cutthroat environment. You miss a couple kicks in a row, and you're gone just like that. Um, do you guys still reach out to you, uh, looking for advice, tips, whatever it may be? Um, not, not pro guys. Um, you know, I think everybody has their, their people that they turn to. Um, I have been involved with, uh, with some younger guys, uh, in Quebec city and, uh, with, uh, uh, Le Collège Notre-Dame de Foix who, uh, where I coach uh, the kickers there and we have some up and comers. So, um, but I've mo mostly, mostly young kids, uh, or, or, or people that are trying to perfect their craft. But, you know, I mean, uh, like I mentioned to Lewis uh, a few weeks back, I said, listen, you need me. I'm always around. If you have any questions or anything that you, I don't know, they're just hes hesitating on or need a, need a, maybe a different year on then, or a different voice on, excuse me, then um, I'm, I'm always there. So they know I'm available. They know how to reach me. So it's, uh, if, if I can lend a hand then, uh, then great. But uh, I think that, I think that they're in, uh, you know, they're in good hands doing what they're doing right now. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'm always, uh, always available if need be. Shane, before I keep going again, I'm gonna. You haven't talked much this episode, so I'll give you the floor a little bit. Hey, it's fine. You've just been rolling with it. I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna complain. Um, when looking, okay, so you know, CFL season is four weeks away from training camp, and there's been a slew of retirements the last, you know, couple of days. Yeah. You know, is that? Should fans be worried about that, or is that just kind of something that we all should have just expected but heading into to a shortened season? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, should fans expect it? I think that, you know, maybe more than they think. Um, you know, a lot of guys really had to fend for their families and, and really had to find ways to, uh, you know, to make ends meet and to pay off the bills at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, they've had over – it's only, you know, I guess almost two years now to do that and to figure out 
how to live life without football. So um, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys saw, but there was Derek Dennis today that mentioned that he was uh, just uh, stepping back and just because football wasn't enough to provide. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that right. Family first. And, um, you know, he's doing what's best for him and his family. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's hard to say, well, Hey, you're selfish in this and that. Well, he's not selfish. If, if he plays football, he's selfish towards the people that count on him the most. So, um, you know, I think that you might see a lot of that. I know JP Bulduk in Ottawa uh, also called it a day, and that's that's sad to see because uh, he was a tremendous player, growing into a, a tremendous player and a, and a staple on special teams throughout the league and and uh, and even throughout the community. He's done such an amazing things, yeah. uh, whether it was here in Quebec or uh, or in Ottawa and Gatineau. So. Uh, you might see a, a few more guys just kind of saying, "Hey, it's it's really not worth it for me financially," and you know we're we're gonna you know step. But like I think Dennis didn't retire officially, but uh, it was just kind of a taking a step back, and hopefully he'll be back in 2022. But yeah, he never know. Um, you know, again, uh, this pandemic really turned this world upside down, and uh, the CFL really got hit hard. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they can really bounce back and you know we'll we'll take advantage of the 14 plus games we'll see this year and we'll see what happens next year uh if they're you know maybe find a way to to really get some some more uh, financial backing or or do things maybe a different way with different people i guess we'll see but but it, it would be a shame to lose this league because it's uh it's been a staple throughout this country for over 100 years and uh, we we need to we need it to keep going for 100 more Absolutely. I mentioned, I mentioned to Shane before we started that I'm a little bit worried about the quality of play when we do come back. Not necessarily just because we've been off, but I mean, if we do have a lot of good players retiring or stepping aside, uh, but should we be worried about that? Uh, I mean, um, it's, it might be expected at the beginning, maybe the first couple of weeks, they might use those first those first weeks as kind of exhibition games or her, however you want to call it. Obviously they'll count in the standings, but from my understanding, I think eight of the nine teams are making the playoffs anyway. So um, they might just kind of ease their way into it. Um, it's going to take some time, obviously for, for people to get clicking and to just get back into game shape that you can't just uh, press a button and say, Hey, we're ready to go. So um, that's why you have camp. So it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, I guess, curious to see how, how things kind of roll out, but I think maybe you know that first week, that maybe the first couple of weeks, but then after that, I think you know they're they'll they'll get back into uh, into I guess midseason form, if you will. And you know the boys have been waiting a long time for this, so you know everybody will be excited to put out their best and uh, and hopefully give our give us uh, some you know a really great show this fall. We have a comment on on uh, Twitter from Matt Pro, and I, I think everybody kind of has the same sentiment. Uh, you know, fantastic kicker in your time. Also, you know good person like i i enjoyed uh seeing you on the sidelines you always seem to be in a pretty good mood from the outside looking in so i i don't know it just looked like you guys had lots of fun down there and i really loved it yeah no definitely i mean when whenever you get a chance to uh you know to to play a sport to earn a living and to do it in front of you know x amount of thousand fans and uh you know it's great it's uh, it's it's a lifelong dream that i was able to live for uh for seven years and um you know, you realize, I guess, uh, I guess a few years after, you, you know, you take a, you take a step back and you realize how lucky you were to be, I guess, a part of that 1% of the population of, uh, of athletes that, that get to play pro sports. And, um, but I had a great run. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. It was, uh, made some great, great friendships throughout and, uh, uh, some, some fantastic memories and, yeah, it's uh, it, it. Like I said, hopefully we'll be able to see these uh, these young men kind of uh, take this league to a new level for for many years to come. Do you ever miss it? Yeah, definitely. You miss you miss the lifestyle. You miss uh, you miss kind of the uh, you know just going out practicing, goofing around for for three four hours. You know, just playing a game really with uh, with your best friends and. Um, you miss that part. You miss kind of uh, the adrenaline rush of uh, before the game or before the kick or you know, in a great cup game, not knowing what's going to happen. And so you, you miss, uh, you miss, I guess all that, but, um, at the end of the day, you also, uh, enjoy, I guess the, the, the more family time and, and, you know, that, I guess, uh, second portion of your life really, uh, you can take advantage of that with my little girl. Now she's, uh, she's starting school in the fall. So it's just, uh, 
it's uh, it's been great to to be there for her uh, the last few years um, on a on a more everyday basis, if you will. I mean, I guess, you know, throughout your career, you got the two rings as well, so those never hurt. No, definitely. And, uh, you know, did it with some great teams and some great people. So it's, uh, you know, memories that will last forever. Yeah. Shane, I don't think I have much more to ask. Uh, so the floor is yours again. Uh, you know, announced today is, I think, Bill 218, uh, making single-game betting legal in Canada. Well, everyone's expecting it to be this new revenue stream for, for the CFL. You know, are you expecting to, to take off the way everyone else is, or are you more kind of on the conservative side of it? Um, well, I, I mean, I'm hoping it takes off the way people expect it to. That's, that's for sure. But I think that, um, you know, it, it'll be more towards, uh, I guess, maybe towards hockey or, or that, you know, those types of, basketball maybe will be uh, you know heavily involved um baseball maybe a bit less but you know hopefully it does uh, affect the cfl in a positive way and uh and we can we can generate some some funds uh uh by those means and you know any, any little bit helps uh any little bit helps and um you know th- this league can uh can use whatever comes its way and and hopefully you know the at that point is to use that money wisely and, uh, and, you know, not just for certain things that, uh, you know, that I guess we'll, we'll leave behind the scenes, but uh, it's, uh, they got to do things the right way. They got to find the right people. Uh, they got to sit down and, and just really make the smartest decisions in order to make this league prosperous and to make it what it once was. Yeah. That's it from you, Shay? Yeah. I mean, I think overall, we'll have you back on. Uh, hopefully, have you back on when the season starts, so we can uh, really dive into to what the season could look like. Sure, yeah, that'd be great for sure. It's uh, it's been fun. Thank you so much for uh, for having me, and um, yeah, well, hopefully, we'll be able to chat in the next uh, couple of months. Oh, or when the Habs win the cup, one of the two. One of the two. Uh, if, if that's the case, we'll do uh, we'll do a live stream from uh, from St. Catharines. Yeah, yeah, I won't be part of that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to drop. <laughs> My daughter wants to say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> say hi. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you so much. Go Habs, go. Go Habs, go. Go Italy, go. And uh, enjoy the game tonight and uh, try not to stress out too much. Uh, I won't. I'll be, I'll be good. Enjoy it, you guys, as well. Have a good one. Thanks, Chris. Ciao. Oh, man. Hey, he's a great guy. I mean, I've had my disagreements with him on Twitter. Not going to lie. But nothing personal. It's just you know difference of opinion. Yep, and you know what, I man, I, I love Chris. The uh, you know back when he was kicking for Ottawa, the money Milo thing was fantastic. Um, you know, every time he went up there, you were pretty confident that he was going to knock it through the the, the posts. Uh, he did that more often than not. I uh, could punt as well. Like, I mean, what, he was the kicker as well when I believe he got hurt in the or before the playoffs and then Ray early had to take over. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he got a great, he got a ring out of that, but, uh, Oh, let me tell you, Shane, were we ever stressed out about what would happen if Ray early had to kick a field goal in that game? So imagine if, uh, if Lewis Ward gets hurt and like, no, 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 no. Well, okay. Here's, here's the thing though. Like, when Chris Milo was kicking for the Red Blacks, he was the kicker and the punter. So you're kind of screwed if somebody ever gets hurt when they're doing that. But, you know, thankfully now, Richie Leone's pretty, pretty solid at place kicking as well. Um, I think I'd be and more concerned about Lewis guy. Ward punting. Just and other, and the, uh, Jose Maltos. Yeah, that's it. Because he can do both. He can do both as well. And, I mean, he's played in the CFL before him. Yeah. And also in the XFL, but. Yeah, no, like he's, uh, like he can do both. So I'm not overly upset. Like I'm not overly worried about the Ottawa kicking situation. Neither am I. I mean, I think that's one of the more stable ones in the league. Uh, even now, I think Boris Beatty's in Toronto, right? Yeah, Boris Beatty's in uh, Toronto. I think uh, Har, uh, not Har Lalu, um, yeah, I think he's with the Rams now, is he not? Yeah, it's the other one. Um, Medlock is – my understanding, it's Winnipeg or nowhere for Medlock. I think he's retired as well, is he not? 
I, I haven't heard anything. He or might that he, I, I think I've seen a report that said he will not return to Winnipeg. So, I mean, I think the kicking situation, like, we got some great kickers in the CFL. Boris Beattie, you know, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily the most accurate guy in the world, but holy crap, he can bomb it. He can kick from a long way. I feel um, like he's one of those guys that, like, the further away it is, the more accurate he is. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, just looking at some of the guys that we've had, too, like, in, in Ottawa, man, like, I, we've been absolutely spoiled with our kickers. Except for some years. I mean, some years that we've had some Some guys, games we've had some really questionable kicking. Yeah. But, I mean, when we've had Brett Maher, Chris Milo, uh, Richie Leone, Lewis Ward, you've been pretty confident. Other than those guys, though, holy crap, they've had some guys. Especially in 2015, where you're like, what is going really? on? I, was it 2015? I thought where it was we had like four different kickers? I think so. Because, like, I think, uh, what, Mayer, Mayer got hurt, and then... It may have been 2014, you're right. I think Mayer got hurt, because he ended up in Hamilton after he was with Ottawa. Yeah. Because he got cut by Ottawa, because he got getting hurt. Yeah. And that's when we bring it, like, I think that's, uh, 2016 is when we brought in uh, Milo. Yeah. Um, and then Milo left, and then we brought in Ward ahead of the 18 season. I gotta look this up because we've had some absolutely wild. Um, also, I want I want to bring up the oh man. I, okay, you know what? Funny story. Uh, I still have a Siobhan Walker Red Blacks designed toque somewhere, and that toque was, was phenomenal. A, like you know, his career just dropped. Like yeah, like his his career was looking on the up and up, and then he got hurt, and then his career just went downhill. Yeah. I, I also want to bring up this report from I, – I literally can't find it anywhere else other than Jordan's Lamazlik. Uh, and you know what? I trust this kid so much that I'm going to take this as absolute fact Let me, that they've I'll check signed. Uh, but he says that they've resigned, uh, signed Jordan Smallwood, Michael Klukas, and Kendrick Rogers. And I believe Jordan Smallwood was having a really, really good season with the XFL. I think he was somewhere – through five games, he had like. Uh, actually, let me let me check that because I don't want to say something that's not true. Um, Jordan Smallwood. Um, believe he was having like a, a crazy good start to the season with the uh, Los Angeles Wildcats. Which is ridiculous because that, Yo, wait, that should never be a football game. Apparently, Bahar is back in Ottawa. Is he? Yeah, so I'm literally looking at the, um, the transactions, mm-hmm. and it looks like uh, Corey Tindall and Malcolm Williams were transferred to the retired list. Yep. Um, Justin Hobbs and Darrell Williams was were released. Okay. Uh, Kendrick Rogers, Jordan Smallwood, Michael had, Lucas. So Smallwood had 236 yards with 18 receptions, but in the last two games in the XFL, uh, he had 75 yards and 86 yards respectively. Uh, he also scored one touchdown in the season, but he looked like he was having a pretty solid start to the year. Yeah. Uh, so those three were added. Also, uh, didn't Michael Lucas run a 4-3-40 or something like that? I think so, yeah. And then today... Nathan, uh, Nathan, like Behar is back. Awesome. Um, so maybe, maybe wait until again. This is all on the CFL transactions page. Um, but yeah, so that that's news. Behar, if Behar is back, I'm excited. Yeah, you you know what? That's fantastic because Nate Behar is, you know, I, I said that he could possibly be Ottawa's Brad Sinopoli replacement because, I mean, Canadian, I think he has a lot of the same physical traits that Sinopoli does, uh, but he just didn't really get that much of a chance to catch the football last year, or in 2019, I guess. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I think that Michael Lucas signing, no, I think that one's going to fly a little under the radar, but might end up being one that, because re- Lucas is Canadian as well, right? Yeah, so, University of... Uh... Calgary. Yeah, I'm 
if that is in fact true, and again, Jordan said it, so I'm very confident that it's true. And I mean, it's on the transactions page on yeah. the CFL. So I'm assuming that it's true. Yeah. But that is, that is a very good signing. I love that one. And I mean, especially because you've lost Jalen Saunders, a speed yeah. So can Kluka step in and do that right away? I don't know. I think we'll have to wait and see on that. But man, to add somebody who ran a 4-3-6-40, that's huge. If it's announced tomorrow that Nate Bahar and Klukas have signed with Ottawa, like our receiving core has actually gone up. And they've left the door open for Jalen Saunders as well. So yeah. where that goes, I don't know. I, I think the Smallwood signing, that's someone that I'm going to be wanting to watch as well. Hopefully, you know what, hopefully we can get into training camp. I don't know if that'll happen, but I would like to be able to, even if we just stand behind the uh, the fence there in that public area, maybe we get to watch that way. Uh, that's something you and me can figure out. But yeah. you know what, Shane? Uh, we got to find a way. Yeah, maybe you can use your uh, your teacher as, uh, as help. <laughs> Chris, maybe if you're listening, I didn't say it. Shane did. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe he can help you out. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt uh, it. But, you know, before we head off, because we have hit the hour mark, so we will be wrapping up, Thursday night, 7 o'clock on CBC Sports and on CBC, uh, on CBC Sports and on uh, CEBL Plus, you can catch the Ottawa Blackjacks host the Niagara River Lions at 7 o'clock. It's a CEBL Season 3 tip-off. Ottawa's playing its first game in Ottawa. Their inaugural game in Ottawa. Unfortunately, they won't be in front of fans. Yeah, because for can't the answer government ignored them. What yeah, they should have just ignored. They just straight up ignored that? their request. That's unbelievable. Um, so, you know, catch it. I'll post the links. Uh, they're like, we'll post the links on our on our Twitter and whatnot. Uh, but make sure it's like CBL Plus free to sign up. Uh, you get to watch all the games if you don't have uh, CBC Gem. Uh, but yeah. Basketball, Canadian basketball starts up on the 24th. The CPL starts up on the 26th. Uh, players, I expect, are supposed to be reporting uh, in the next week or so. They should be arriving in, uh, to their respective cities to quarantine. Yep. I think we're three weeks out of training camp. Sports are coming back, people. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Shane? Not only do we have the Habs and Golden Knights at 9 o'clock tonight, NBA draft lottery starts. Now, and the Raptors are have in a seven percent chance to take home number one. Um, I think they have like a sixty-something percent chance to drop in the lottery, though, which is so stupid. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't but know. let's hope that seven percent hits. And Cade Cunningham is a Toronto Raptor. I haven't even looked at uh, possible. Uh, basically, it's the Raptors, Timberwolves, and then all 107 of OKC's picks. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but, you know, basketball's around the corner. We play off hockey. You know, U Sports is back. They announced uh, sometime last week that the Vanier Cup will be held, I think, December 9th. Like You're catching before. more than I am, man. I've um, missed so much. Yeah. Um, so... You know, sports are coming back. Sports yeah. are coming back in a, in a flash. And the Blue Jays just tied the game, so that's good. I was I'm a little bit behind. But, yeah, Vladimir looks like Jr. Of course it is. Who else would it be? Um, Marcus Simeon, Bobachette, Trash. Biggio. They're all trash. They're okay. all trash you know, honestly, they've, all, they've all sucked today. Uh, also, also, can I just say that, like, I mentioned Springer in the five hole, and you're like, no, put him at the lead off, and look who's in the five hole. I mean, that was a month and a half ago. Look who's in the five hole. <laughs> what has he done today? I, I honestly don't know what he's done today. I think he's like 0-2. Yeah, I don't expect I him to come out. he's out with a ground out and a fly, uh, fly out. Yeah, I don't expect him so. to come out and hit two home runs every night. But Oh, I do. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm obviously I'm not going to expect that from him. But anyways, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Eddie and Chris, for joining us today. It was a great having you on. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more people on next week. Um. I don't know why he did a tip hat. I don't know if that's tipping off or anything. No. But also, keep a lookout on our social media pages on Thursday because we do have something dropping on Thursday morning, so you will want to keep an eye out for it. Um, so, yeah. And it goes hand-in-hand hand with the CEBL season. 
Why are you giving things away like that? Why? Uh, you know what? Because you didn't say Frankie does, This is why we can't have nice things. Because Frankie just ruins it. I didn't ruin anything. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, stay tuned for our social media pages on Thursday morning. We'll have the details posted probably around 10 o'clock Eastern time. But if, uh, if Frankie has nothing else to say, I think uh, that'll wrap up today's show. Nope. Ready to go watch the draft lottery and the Habs win tonight. Uh, yeah, go Vegas. Dude, shut up. Go Stop. Vegas. Stop. Mm-hmm.